You are now listening to the Bayshore Community Church Podcast. Our mission is to connect to God, connect to people, and to serve the community. Thank you for joining us today and wherever you are listening. We hope that this message inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Our prayer is that this is just the beginning of a conversation between you and Jesus. Enjoy the message. Bayshore, how you doing? You guys good? Woo! Hey, uh... If you're pumped that you got an extra hour of sleep last night, I just need some air fist bumps, some air high fives. Yeah. Somebody yell Tempur-Pedic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sleep number, whatever it is, I don't know. Oh, man, uh, it's good to be here. And I, I got that extra hour of sleep last night. I knew it was coming. And so, I, listen, I, I went wild last night. I stayed up extra late. I stayed up till 10 p.m. last night. That's how... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right. That's late in my house. Um, anyway, I'm glad you all are here. If this is your first time in the basement, the first time in the room, welcome to church. Welcome home. We're glad you're here. We're sorry you had to park over at the Giant. <laughs> but listen, I'm believing this holiday season for some base your golf carts. So we can have a shuttle service upstairs, baby. Who's down with that? Who's volunteering to drive one of the base shorts? Yeah, we're not going to let you all drive. All right. You're what the insurance company calls a liability, Darrell. That's what you are. Um, I'm just kidding. But is this your first time in the room, the first time watching online? We love it that you're here. Can you guys just show some love to all our first-timers, our onlineers? Glad you guys are here. Guys, number one... The $56,000 that you all have given to go above ground that Cotter said earlier, I like about fell on my chair. Isn't that amazing? Like, you guys, thank you, thank you, thank you for believing in a bigger building so we can reach more people. And let's look, can you all look around real quick? We need a bigger church. We need a bigger church. My goodness. Okay, like Cotter did the whole thing in the beginning. Like everybody just scoot to the middle. That works a little bit, but not totally. So... But, man, I'm super excited about you guys just being so generous and $56,000. That doesn't even include the match. And so thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. It's, it, we're going to go above ground, and we're going to get golf carts and shuttle you all around. <laughs> I'm believing for it. Anyway, um, hey, we're, we're um, wrapping up this series that we've been in. It's a, it's a not-so-scary series called The Haunt of Blank. And each weekend, we fill in the blank with different things. We talked about the haunt of busyness. Last weekend, Pastor Cotter just killed it and talked about the haunt of crazy people. How many of you got, you know some crazy people? How many of you came to church with those crazy people today? Yes. <laughs> yes, you did. Um, but today, we're, we're going to wrap this whole series up by talking about something kind of different in church, but practical. We're going to talk about the haunt of distractions. So turn to the person next to you and say, what, what, what do you say? I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Guys, it's, uh, it's November. No, November. Doesn't it just seem like it was the 4th of July and you were stuck in traffic thinking unchurchy words on Route 1? It, like, it, doesn't it just seem like that was just 4th of July? And it's November, which means it's about to get cold, which is why I got my members-only jacket out of the closet today. Cotter was also wearing a members-only jacket, and we didn't coordinate it. That's how cool your church staff is, okay? No, but it's about to get cold in Delaware, which means, which means I'm going to want to leave Delaware. 
I'm going to want to go on vacation. Come on, somebody shout palm tree emoji or vacation or something. Don't you love vacations when it's cold? Now, there, there's different types of vacationers in the room. There's three different types of vacationers. And uh, I'm going to show you a picture to kind of help you out to figure out which one you are. And uh, first, uh, not that one. It's coming. Maybe it's coming. Not that one. Okay, we can do it without. There it is. First, we have, we have beach vacationers. Yeah. I just, I just, I just, just, just. Then we have mountain vacationers. Then we have... Oh, just, 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 just. Gee whiz. And then we got the weirdos who like to go to the lake or a retaining pond or whatever you all do. I don't know. So let, let, let me, let's start backwards. Sorry, I don't know. Let's start backwards and figure out who likes to go to the retaining pond. Who likes to go to a lake? Like you, you, go, you like the lake. Okay. You're all the weird people. That's all good. Got some weird people. Um, who, who goes to the, the mountains? You like the mountains. I'm pegging Butch for the mountains. Oh, that's pretty good. What about beach people? Where are my beach people at? You all love Jesus the most because that's the right answer. I love the beach. Listen, I love the beach so much that every year I'm like, I'm like, babe, I got a great idea. For vacation this year, we're going to leave our beach and we're going to go to another beach. <laughs> right? That's what I love to do. I love the beach. And uh, we have a group of friends that we go on vacation with every other year and we always go to the beach. Why? Because I like the beach and life's all about me. Okay, that's why. All right, so... Uh, but we started going in 2018 to, uh, with this, couple, this group of couples that we go on vacation with. And here's our, our picture from 2018. And you might recognize some people in this picture. We have the Ferruccios, which are um, at our Millsboro campus. Uh, we, we have my brother and his wife, Jess. Jess is running the, the slides back there. We have my smoking hot wife. <laughs> Whew. I'm going to take this marriage only jacket off. Anyway. <laughs> We have the wonderful Miss Katie, and then we have this guy. Does anybody know who this is? Bo Stinking Dukes. Now, Bo made my trip because as soon as we went to Mexico, we went to this resort. As soon as we got to the resort, you know, Bo and I were walking somewhere, and Bo's like rocking his Crocs, and he's got this funny smile, and he looks at me, and he's like, Joel, Katie gave us 10,000 pesos for this trip. He's like, we can do whatever we want. We can, we can get on a plane. We can rent a yacht. We can, we can probably hire Nacho Libre to be our personal bodyguard. We got 10,000 pesos. And he was so excited. And I didn't have the heart to tell him that's like a little over $400. Like that's, I was like, I'll just let this pay, play out the way it plays out. But one of my favorite memories of this trip that we went on uh, was one morning, uh, Bo and I decided to go stand up paddle boarding. Anybody ever gone stand up paddle boarding? Yeah, and so we went stand-up paddleboarding. It was included. It was free, which is good because we only had 10,000 pesos, okay? And so we go out, and uh, just a couple, you know, Sussex County gringos with sock tan lines, all right? We're out stand-up paddleboarding, and it was awesome, all right? And it was awesome because, like, you know, I don't know if we were in the Caribbean or the Gulf of Mexico, wherever we were, but wherever we were, it was like Dasani clear water. And I'm not used to that. I'm used to swimming in Yoohoo water. You know what I'm saying? And you might defend our beach and be like, no, it's clean, it's clear. Listen, if I can't see my belly button, it is not clear. So anyway, we're swimming in like the sunny, clear water. And it was amazing. I'll never forget it because we were out there standing paddleboarding and we had no distractions, no to do lists, 
No, no, no phone vibrating. All right, my, our kids could not even get to us. Come on, parents. Can I get an amen? amen. It was amazing. And, and, and Bo looked over at me, and he said, when we met in sixth grade, did you imagine 25 years later we'd be out here in the water? Just me and we got our, our wives are hanging out on the beach. He's like, we got seven kids between our two families. I was like, that's mainly you, bro. <laughs> that's uh, I didn't do all that. But he's like, you know, we got kids, we got families now, we got 10,000 pesos, we got crocs. And I'm like, not me, man, not me. <laughs> but he said, he said, I love this moment because there's no distractions. And there wasn't. There was no distractions. I was completely in that moment. All right, so, so here's my question, and the reason I told all that. All right, and here's my question. It's not a trick question. How many of you are here right now? If, if you're here right now, just say, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Wow. Almost everybody's here. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> except, except statistically speaking, about half of y'all just lied right. <laughs> in church to the pastor. <laughs> and I'll give you that stat in, in a little bit farther in the message. But let me say this. Did you know it's possible to be here but not really be here? Right. Did you know like you can be somewhere physically but be somewhere else mentally or emotionally? Did you, did you know this? But you guys are here because you told me you're here, so you're, you're present. But in a few minutes, you might get a text message <laughs> and get distracted. <laughs> or you may send a text message during my message. <laughs> Fourth row, I'm checking you out, all right? <laughs> or maybe you'll get distracted because you won't be able to stand it anymore and you have to check your Instagram feed <laughs> or your email or check your fantasy football lineup. Or maybe you'll get distracted because, you know, you'll start worrying about your bills or your to-do list this week or your health or whatever it is. Maybe you're like me, and sometimes during the message, you're going to think, I wonder what's for lunch. <laughs> I heard that new Taco Rijo's open. That's what I heard. That's what I'm saying. I heard it's really crowded, too, so I don't have to wait. But anyway, maybe you're going to be distracted, or maybe you are distracted because during the worship, you notice a cute girl two rows in front of you. And you notice that she didn't have a ring on her praise hand. Listen, I, I don't know what it's going to be. <laughs> Sorry. But I, I do know there are so many distractions that keep us from being here. There's so many distractions that keep us from being anywhere. And there's, there's all these things. And it's so easy to be physically somewhere, but to be completely somewhere else in our minds and, and completely somewhere else with distractions. Like, um, for instance, on Monday, this past Monday, listen to this. I had nine work meetings before 1 p.m. Nine. And on top of that, all right, there's work texts and work emails and work phone calls and praying for y'all's cat that's lost, but all cats are lost, all right? But like, <laughs> it was chaos. My money was chaos. But finally, I got home, and right before dark, my boy Nixon picks up the football, and we go outside. He picks up the football, and he's like, Dad, let's play catch. I'll be Lamar Jackson. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that's my boy. That's my boy. And we're about to play catch, and my phone vibrated. I got a work text, and I got distracted, and I didn't throw the football with my son on Monday night. I was there, but I wasn't there. That's the haunt of distractions. And I, I don't know about you, but I want to be where my feet are. 
I want to be present with the people who are right in front of me. But so many times, I am distracted. Am I preaching to anybody today? I'm always distracted. But what's amazing about this guy, Jesus, and Jesus is really the reason we're here. What's amazing about Jesus is Jesus, he had a lot on his plate. I mean, he was saving the world after all. But Jesus was not distracted. Jesus had time for the people who were right in front of him. Like, like for instance, one day Jesus was walking into this town called Jericho, and he ran into this blind beggar named Bartimaeus. Everybody say Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus. All right, so there's Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus is a nobody. He's a blind guy, poor guy, nobody in society, all right? And he's like, Jesus, Jesus, I, 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 need, your, I need your help. And Jesus, he's walking into Jericho. He's got things to do, people to see. And so Jesus' disciples, like, they play security. They're like, no, Bartimaeus, shh. Do you think he ain't got time for you? Did you make an appointment on online in the portal? <laughs> and, and so they're trying to shush Bartimaeus, but Jesus stops. He's got things to do, but he stops. And he gives Bartimaeus his full attention, and he heals Bartimaeus on the spot. Then the very next thing that happens, he's always been distracted once, all right? The very next thing that happens is in Luke chapter 19, verse 1. It says, Jesus entered Jericho, because he was outside of Jericho, now he's entered Jericho, and he's passing through. Again, he's got things you know, to do, people to see, donkeys to buy, lots to do. And a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. Everybody say, Zacchaeus. 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 Now, if you don't know who Zacchaeus was, let me tell you about Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. He climbed up into a sycamore tree to see what he could. Oh, look, you all went to Sunday school. That's good. <laughs> so Zacchaeus, okay, yeah, he was a wee, he was a wee little man, but he didn't have a wee little bank account because he's the chief tax collector. So he was what? wealthy. It's a big deal. Tax collector. Let, let me explain Zacchaeus to you this way. Okay, let, let's imagine that after church, you go home and you put on your favorite sweats. Mm, mm. And you're eating some buffalo chicken dip that your favorite pastor made. No, not that. Okay, I lost you there. All right. But you're watching your, your favorite football team play. Let's imagine it's the, the Eagles. It's the Eagles. Okay, it's the Eagles. And let's imagine they're winning. <laughs> You set me up, man. I like it. All right, this is your imagination. So they're winning, all right? Everything's good. You're eating your dip. Everything's good. But then your, your, do your doorbell rings, and you get a notification on your phone because you got one of those video doorbell thingies. And you look on, on the video thing on your phone, and you don't recognize the person because they, they have like a, a briefcase and a, and a suit. And they start talking to your doorbell thingy, and they say, hey, I'm Mr. You're about to get audited from the IRS. Who has no time to answer that doorbell? Like you don't want to go to the door. You don't want to, you know, no, no time for that, okay? So, like, listen, Zacchaeus, he's not even like a guy from the IRS. He's way worse than that. He's like the KGB. <laughs> and Zacchaeus is not a good guy. And he is there in the sycamore tree. And Jesus stops for Zacchaeus. And Jesus ends up clearing his whole schedule, spends the rest of the day with Zacchaeus. And at the end of the day, Zacchaeus decides to pay back everybody he's ripped off. And Zacchaeus turns from KGB Zacchaeus to Jesus follower Zacchaeus. And here's my point. Here's my point. We'll put this on the screen because this is important. One of the greatest gifts Jesus gave people 
was his attention. One of the greatest gifts Jesus gave people was his attention. And I want to be like that. I want to be where my feet are. I want to be fully present with the people who are right in front of me. And, and I don't want to just be like present, you know, for like the good and the happy moments. I want to be present for all the moments in my life, even, like, even the annoying moments. How, how many of you have some things or some people in your life that are annoying? Just point at them in church. Just point them out. Just point at them. <laughs> we, all got some, we all have some people who are annoying, some things that are annoying. And, and life has some seasons that are more annoying than others. Now, you should just know this about me. I love organization. Love it. Okay, I may or may not color coordinate my entire closet, which is hard because I am colorblind, but it's still color coordinated. <laughs> uh, well, where are the godly people in the room? And you love organization. Don't be ashamed of your OCD. Come on, let me see your hands. There we go. <laughs> you know, a lot of OCD people in the room. The only thing that bothers me when somebody calls me OCD is... It's not in alphabetical order. <laughs> like, I feel so much better about CDO, you know, but anyway, I'll just go with OCD. Um, I love things organized. The only problem with that is I got married, and I have kids, and I'm not going to pick on my wife because she's looking church good right now, okay? So, <laughs> but my kids are not organized. My kids have overtaken my garage, which is organized, okay? It's supposed to be organized. But listen, in my garage now with my kids, there are, there are bike helmets everywhere, and there are bikes everywhere. There are power wheels. There are scooters. There are pool noodles. There are boogie boards. There are soccer balls and jump ropes. My boy Nixon has this net, all right, that he uses to catch um, frogs out of the neighbor's uh, little ditch thing, the retention pond. He catches them out of the retention pond. And then he doesn't get the frogs out. He forgets about the frog. And so I, got, I found these mummified frogs in my garage. <laughs> and I like my garage organized. And I went hard in the organization section in Lowe's, the garage organization section. So my shovel, there's a per- certain place my shovel hangs. It, it hangs here. It doesn't hang here. Or the WD-40 goes, it goes on this shelf and not on, on that shelf. All right? and, and when everything's where it's supposed to be, like I am at least 17 times happier. The problem is, thank you, Derek, amen. The problem is, things are never where they're supposed to be. Like th- this week, when I, I pulled into the garage, I tried to open up my, gar- my uh, car door, and Nora's stroller, baby stroller, was in the way. One day, the power wheel was parked in my spot. <laughs> there's, there's mummified frogs where the WD-40 is supposed to be. True story this week, I, I was backing into my, my garage, because, listen, I'm a backer-inner. And I drive a Civic that does not have backup camera technology. So I'm just doing this thing. I'm backing up. And I ran over my boy's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle helmet. Ran straight over it. Now, he, he wasn't attached to the helmet, so that's okay. But nothing is everywhere it's supposed to be. And it is, it is annoying to me. Am I preaching? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes. The rest of you, you need to clean your stuff up. Okay, put it where it's supposed to go. But I know that one day I'm going to blink, and my kids are going to be old and grown, and the shovels are going to be where they're supposed to be. The the, the WD-40 is always going to be where the WD-40 is supposed to be. All right, I'm going to get my garage back, praise the Lord. And when I get that, when when I come over and everything's perfect in my garage, all I'm going to want to see is a stroller in the wrong place. All I'm going to want to see is, you know, mummified frogs, probably, I don't know. 
I'm going to want to see all that stuff. And listen, what, I, what I'm learning is some of the things that annoy me the most today are the very things that I am going to miss later. Some of the things that we complain about today are the things that we're going to miss later on. And so I want to be present in all the moments, even the annoying moments, because Jesus was present in the annoying moments because Zacchaeus was a wee little man that was annoying. Now, are you, are you guys still with me? Are you still, are you still here? Yeah. If you're still here, just say, I'm here. Well, that's pretty good. But statistically speaking, I should have lost about 47% of you at this point. Did you know Harvard did a study? And the, the study was, and we'll put this on the screen, they, they, they found out that 47% of the time, people's minds aren't at the same place that their feet are. 47% of the time that you're in church, your mind is somewhere else. 47% of the time that you, you like at the dinner table with your family, your, your mind is somewhere else. 47% of the time, your mind is somewhere else. We're, we're, we're totally distracted. And did you know we have a shorter attention span than goldfish? <laughs> it's true. Well, our attention span is shorter than a poor 99 cent goldfish that we put in a $30 bowl, which the economics of that have never made sense to me. A goldfish's average attention span is nine seconds. Everybody say nine seconds. Nine seconds. Nine seconds. It's like... <laughs> squirrel. That's <laughs> what it's got. Nine seconds. Our average attention span is eight seconds. We got beat out by a goldfish, people. A goldfish, because we're like, we're trying to feed the goldfish. We're like, do, 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 feeding the goldfish, squirrel. <laughs> and listen, in the last, in, in the year 2000, our attention span wasn't eight seconds, it was 12 seconds. In the last 20 years, we have lost over 30% of our attention span. And so, what happened in the last 20 years? We had kids. We had kids. We had kids. <laughs> All right, well, let, let me. Can I, can I introduce you to the squirrel? I brought my squirrel box. And he's a wild squirrel. Butch, are you squirrel vaccinated? I am. <laughs> you are. All right. So this is actually a raccoon hat. I didn't have a squirrel tail. Um, but why are we distracted all the time? Why is our, our uh, attention span dropped by 30%? What is, what is a squirrel? All right, let me introduce you to the squirrel. Who gets, who gets distracted by the squirrel? Yeah, so listen, this, this is wild. Did you know that on average we touch our phone 2,617 times a day? 2,617 times a day. Turn to the person next to you and say, that's a lot of squirrels. So let, let's put this together. Let's put this together. 47% of the time we're distracted. We've got a shorter tension span than fish. We touch our phones over 2,600 times a day. We got a squirrel problem. What is, what is the squirrel problem? The squirrel problem is we're not where our feet are. We're not present with the people who are right in front of us. Our minds are somewhere else. Okay, we're like, well, I, I, I got I to feed the goldfish. I, I got I to gotta pay the credit card bill. I, I got I to gotta answer that text. I, I got to you know, go to work to, to work for my boss who I don't like but kind of looks like a squirrel. Okay, I got to work for the squirrel <laughs> to pay the credit card bill. 
I got to call the rodent guy because I'm pretty sure there's an actual squirrel in my dryer vent. Okay, like, well, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. And we get all these distractions worry us all the time. I don't know about you, but I live with a low level of worry 100% of the time. 100% of the time. And listen, this is going to not make sense statistically with what I just said, but in the rare case that I am not worried, that worries me. I'm like, I feel pretty good. This can't be good. I got to find something to worry about. You know, like that is how I am wired. All right. I worry about everything. And Jesus, who was always where his feet were, and he had plenty to worry about because, listen, he was saving the world after all. You know what Jesus said about worry? He said this, and we'll, we'll throw it on the screen. Jesus said this in Matthew 6, 34. He said, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will, will worry about itself. Some of you are, like, so worried that you didn't even hear what Jesus had to say about worry. You're distracted, all right? So let me read it again. Jesus said, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. He's like, listen, don't, don't, don't miss today. Don't miss, like, right now because you're worried about tomorrow. Be, be here. Be present. Be in the moment. Amen. Be in the moment. Now, again, how, how many of you are here? Are you still here? Yes. Back row. You guys here? Yes. Feeling good over there? Is anybody on the Wawa app doing a mobile order right now? <laughs> I'll take a buffalo chicken cheesesteak. Classic size, please. Listen, isn't life so fast? Life is so fast. In fact, um, my second favorite woman in the building is celebrating her birthday today. And I, I, listen, I do. I have, a, I have a second favorite woman in the building besides my wife. Some of you are like, what, what is, where is he going with this? This is going to turn into Jerry Springer show. What is he saying? <laughs> but it's true. I have a second favorite woman in my life, okay? And, and she's in the building. And listen, I... My wife is sweet and kind and beautiful, and depending on how I say or what I say next, she could turn into Hannibal Lecter, okay? <laughs> but I got to get it off my chest. I got to just be honest with you. I have this, this second favorite woman, and I'm just tired of hiding it. And so here's a picture of me and my second favorite woman in the building. <laughs> Miss Patsy! <laughs> Don't you guys love Miss Patsy? She's the best. Right now, it's her birthday today, but she's volunteer back in Bayshore Kids, and so she's, she's back there. Uh, but we had to throw a birthday party for Miss Patsy in our team volunteer rally this morning, so we got her a cake, and so here's a picture of Miss Patsy and her cake. 21. <laughs> and listen, Miss Patsy, she is 21. If you say anything else, she will turn into Hannibal Lecter, okay? Um, no, Miss Patsy, she doesn't actually care if you know how old she is. And a weird kind of thing, she like tells me every other week in church how old she is. I don't really know why. But then she always follows it by, but Pastor Joel, it seems like just yesterday I was as young as you. You're young whippersnapper. <laughs> she always tells me. I'm like, I'm not that young, but I do use that Walmart face cream. Okay, so it's working apparently. I don't know. But here's one point. Number one, wish Miss Patsy a happy birthday before you all leave today. Please, 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 please. But number two, life is so fast. You know, it, like I was in sixth grade two seconds ago, and I blinked, and me and Bo, you know, 25 years later, we're standing up paddleboarding, right? Now I'm going to blink again, I'm going to be a mummified frog, all right? Like, <laughs> I don't want to get to the end of the road, though, and think I was distracted the whole time. 
I want to be where my, my feet are. You know what um, James, the half-brother of Jesus, you know what he said? He said this in James 4, verse 13, uh, verse 14, rather. He said, you know, it's kind of philosophical. It's like, what is your life? What, what is your life? Philosophical. I'm not a philosophical person too much. But he's like, what is your life? But then he says, for you are a mist that appears for a little time and then, whew, vanishes. You're a mist that appears for a little while and then, then you vanish. Now, um, every couple of years, I bust out my life spray. And it's been a couple of years, so it's time for the, the life spray. <laughs> now, this is actually Febreze, which you have to have in my house because my son Nixon's feet stink so bad. Like he would flatline this whole, if I put his shoes right here, you all will be in heaven playing harps and riding unicorns in three seconds. Like he's, his feet don't stink, they stank bad. So you got to have the Febreze, Febreze the kid, okay? But James's point is your life is like, you ready? You ready for what your life is like? Ready? Here it goes. You see it? You see it? You see it? See it? See it? You see it anymore? Okay, it's gone. Let's, let's try again. All right, pay attention to the back. Here you go. You see it? You see it? You see it? See it? See it? I still see it. No, you see it? Can you see it? it smells good. <laughs> now, how many of you are healthy? Who's healthy in the room? Like you do the quinoa and the, the veggies. Okay. Come on. Come on. Jeez, not very many healthy people. I don't got time to do all your funerals. Okay. So like... <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't in my notes. <laughs> all right, all right, come back to me. <laughs> what I was trying to say is if you're healthy. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, you're healthy. Good, you're healthy. All right, we got, we got one, one healthy. Okay, if you're healthy, if you're healthy, here you go. You got two squirts. It's starting to smell like a funeral home in here. That's what it's starting to smell <laughs> Anyway, that, that, this is James's point. Your life is like this. It's, it's there, and then, then, it, then it's gone. And we'll, we'll put this on the screen. Every moment you have on this earth, you can never get it back. Every moment you have on this earth, you, you, can, you can never get it back. And, and no one in this room and nobody who's watching online, you, you don't know how long until your mist vanishes. And you might say, well, yeah, Joel, but I do yoga, and I eat hummus, and I, I'm vaccinated. Well, great, awesome, five stars for you. All right, but you don't know how long you got. We're all missed. Time is gone. And every moment you have on this earth, you, you can never get it back, which is why distractions haunt me. I want to I be, be here. I don't want to just be, like, here. I, I want to actually be here because, because all right, I don't want to miss out on a conversation with one of you guys after the service because I'm already distracted about thinking about my nine meetings tomorrow. I, I don't want to miss out on celebrating Miss Patsy's birthday because there's, oh, there's other things to do. I don't want to miss out on worshiping Jesus in a basement with 200 of my closest friends because I'm thinking about something else. I don't want to miss out on playing catch with my son because I'm catching up on my phone. I want to be, be where my feet and today, this is the moment. This is the moment. Today, right now, is the moment that matters most. This is what um, I try to remind myself of this verse every morning if I'm not distracted, all right? But this is a verse I try to remember. It's Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day. This 
today, Sunday, November, it doesn't say on my watch, okay, 7th, November 7th, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us, let us, let us rejoice and be glad in it. This, God made this day. God made this moment. This is the day that the Lord has made. And so I want to be in the moment. I, I don't want to be so distracted that I miss everything that's in front of me. And what we learn from Jesus is, is that one of the greatest gifts Jesus gave people was his attention. And one of the greatest gifts you can give somebody is your attention. Did, did you know that? Can I close by telling you two stories today instead of one? You guys got time for that? Sure. So, some of you got to like go feed a goldfish or something, I know. But like <laughs> two kind of quick stories. Um, so years ago, I had just got done preaching, and uh, I stepped off the stage. And I was right here, and this lady, she like beeline for me. She's like, Ch -ch -ch -ch, beeline for me. And she started talking to me, and listen, I heard the whole thing. I got, I got the, her, her whole life biography. I got the Wikipedia version. I got everything. And her life, when she was telling me her story, it was, a, it was a country song. I mean, like, I think she was quoting Garth Brooks. There was a lot of stuff going on in her story. And, um, and I was fully paying attention to this lady, which, confession, I'm not that good at a lot of times. But I was fully paying attention to this lady. And, um, and she was telling me her story. And so as she was wrapping up, I said, could you write down your, your address? Because... I can relate to some of what you're going through. And I read a book a few years ago that like changed my life. And, and I think it would really help you. And so she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll write down my address. So she wrote down her address and she gave me um, her address. And, uh, and she, she, our conversation ended. And on my way home, I ordered her this book, you know, from Amazon. And I didn't think anything of it. But I, you know, I paid attention to her, I heard her story and I could relate to it. So I sent her this book. So the very next Sunday, we're in our next steps room and, and she's in that room and she, there's a bunch of people in a circle talking. She's one of the people in that circle. And in the middle of that, all those people, she said, Joel, you don't know this, but last weekend you saved my life. And I was like, I, I, was like, I didn't know what, I, I didn't understand what she was talking about. So she pulled me aside and she said, Joel, I was planning on taking my life this week. And she told me her plan. It was really specific. It was, she had a plan and she said, I was planning on taking my life on Wednesday. But on Tuesday, this book showed up in the mail that you sent me because you paid attention to me. And she says, nobody else in my life pays attention to me, but you, you paid attention to me and you sent me this book. And I started to read it, and I decided not to take my life. She said, you saved my life. Now, correction. I did not save her life. Jesus saved her life. I listened to the lady, and, and I sent her a book. But I walked away from that conversation knowing that one of the greatest gifts you can give people is your attention. The most important person is the person that's right in front of you. The most important moment is the moment that you're in right now. This, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. So I want to be fully present. I want to be where my feet are. And I know there's a lot of parents in the room. And let me just say this. Maybe this is for the parents. But life is full of big moments. But, but sometimes the most important moments in your life are the smallest moments. Uh, some of you guys know some things about me, just, just so you all know uh, a few things. Number one, I love Mountain Dew. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I love the Baltimore Ravens. They're better than your team. <laughs> Even if they're not, I'm sticking to it, okay? And I love to surf. I love to surf, okay? I love to surf so much that, listen, if, if you need me to do your funeral, and the waves happen to be good on the day your funeral is scheduled... We may have to reschedule it. 
don't worry, you won't know. Um, I'm sorry. Totally broke the moment in the music. Sorry, Nate. But I, I've uh, been surfing since I was like 14 or 15. I love it. And so when my kids were born, I wanted to share that gift with them. And so I've, I've had them on a surfboard with me since they were literally one. Now, I've gotten all the looks from the moms on the beach. You know, like, you, you can't, that's not safe. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let my kid do that. Well, good, because this isn't your kid. It's my kid, okay? <laughs> Amen. So, but ever since they were little, I put a puddle jumper on them, take them out on a long board, take them out to any river inlet, and, you know, paddle around. There's no waves. Just paddle around. I talk to them about, you know, that that's the bridge, and there's fishies swimming underneath of us, and, you know, our family doesn't really like families that feed the seagulls. It's like normal dad stuff, you know. <laughs> and when they got old enough, I started pushing them in the waves. And at first, they fought over it. They, they, they both wanted to surf at the same time. So, like, I would have them both pile up on me on the board at the same time. I think we actually have a, a video from four or five years ago of my kids, like, on the board with me. See, no waves. It's safe, moms. Um, <laughs> and for the longest time, I thought what I was doing, what the most important thing I was doing was teaching my kids to surf and teaching them to be, like, safe in the water. But now that I look back on this, I realize the most important part of this moment is I'm fully with my kids. No phone calls, no work emails, no messages to write, no grass to cut, no whatever. I'm just like fully there with my kids. That, that's the most important moment right there. And, and life is full of big moments, but some of the most important moments in your life are just going to be the smallest moments. Please don't miss them because you're distracted. Be there. In the moment. And so today and this week and, and you know, all, all month long, I have a little bit of homework for you. Who loves homework? Nobody, but I'm going to give you some homework. We'll put this on the screen. This is what, what I want you to, to focus on doing this week is to be where your feet are. Be where your feet are and give people your full attention. Be where your feet are and give people the gift of your attention. Come on, you guys, if you need to get the squirrel out to take a picture of the screen, you can get the squirrel out. You can, you can write notes on the squirrel, whatever. But beware your... See, there it is. I invited it. Squirrel. Um, but beware your feet are and give people the gift of your attention. Why? Why would you do this homework this week? Because. Sorry. Because life is short. And every moment you have on this earth, you can never get back. So what do you do? You give people the gift of your attention and you be where your feet are. You guys can do that with me this week? Okay, let me pray for you guys. Maybe you're here and um, you heard this message and you know, we talked about Jesus and we talked about practical stuff, but maybe you've never started a relationship with Jesus. And, and you need to know that every moment we have on the earth, we can never get back. And this is the day for you to make the decision to start following Jesus. And I believe there are some people in this room who need to be distracted by Jesus. You've been distracted by some other things in your life. You've been pulled one way. You've been pulled the other. But you need to be distracted by Jesus. You need to give him your heart. And, and what the Bible says is that when we acknowledge Jesus before people, he will acknowledge us before his heavenly father. And so in a moment, I'm going to count to three. Everybody's eyes are closed and everybody's heads are bowed except for mine. And if you want to start a relationship with Jesus, I just want you to raise your hand. And I don't want you to like, you know, just put a finger up. I want you to put your hand all the way up because this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and give him our life. 
And so if you want to make a decision to follow Jesus on three, just raise your hand. One, two, three. Hands up. Hands up. Oh, my goodness. All over the room. One more time. If you want to give your life to Jesus, this is your moment. This is a day. This moment is it's going to pass. It's a miss. It's going to vanish. If you want to give your life to Jesus, just raise your hand one more time. Here's what we're going to do. Everybody who's a Jesus follower, everybody who just raised their hand, let's just say this out loud together. Dear Jesus, today, in this moment, I'm here to give you my life. I believe that you're the Son of God, that you died for my sins because I'm a sinner, but you gave me the gift of forgiveness. I receive that forgiveness and I make you my savior today, right now. Amen. Amen. Guys, so many people raised their hand. I don't even know how many, but we got to celebrate that. We got to celebrate that. Man, it's only 11 o'clock and I've had the best day ever. It's a good day. It's a good day. If you just made that decision to follow Jesus, we want to give you a Bible. We want to give you a gift. When you walk out of here on one of those kiosks, there's a little button that says, take my next step. You can just let us know that you made that step, and we're not going to show up at your house. We're not like KGB Zacchaeus, okay? We're not going to show up at your house. We just want to just send you an email so we can say thank you and tell you kind of what your next step is. So you can either let me know or let somebody who um, or go to the kiosk and fill that out. If you're here for the first time, also go to the kiosk. There's a button that says, I'm new here. Um, if you're going to come to Celebrate Recovery, that's this Thursday night. It's going to be amazing. And make sure you guys show up next weekend for a brand new series we're starting called The Table. Have a great day, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bayshore Podcast. I want to encourage you to take this message you just received and allow it to go deep into your soul and let Jesus do the deep work that only he can do. A special thanks to everyone that gives generously to Bayshore. It's because of you that this ministry is possible, creating life change all over the world. You can be a part of spreading the message around the world by going to bayshore.online and clicking give. For all things Bayshore, visit bayshore.online to find out what your next step may be. You can subscribe right here and share this podcast with your friends and family. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.